God, we declare the name of Jesus. We speak the powerful name of Jesus this morning over every situation. God, we declare the name of Jesus. Over this Vision Sunday, we lift up the name of Jesus. Over our community, we lift up the name of Jesus. Over our family, over our circumstance, we lift up the name of Jesus. God, help us to keep our eyes fixed on that powerful name. On the name of Jesus above every name, we set our eyes on you this morning, God, and we declare that you are good. We step out in faith, believing that you hear our prayers and answer them. God, we declare your goodness this morning. The name of Jesus above all. No one but you. God, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you that your presence is not limited to this place. We thank you that it reaches out. God, we thank you for your presence in the homes of those streaming with us this morning. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are near to us. We thank you that you are a good God who cares for us. God, we lift up the name of Jesus this morning and we declare uh, that you are good. We thank you for how you have loved us and how that has transformed our lives. God, we give you praise this morning in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen. So good. You can take a seat, but do say hello to someone around you as you do that. A nice little uh, distance hello. I promise you they are smiling under their mask. I'm sure they are. Good morning to our stream. We love you. If you're on YouTube or Facebook or the Church Online platform, it doesn't matter where you are joining us. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, We're so happy to have you joining us as well. So good. Good morning, everyone. Are you pleased to be here? It's nice to be here. I need those verbal uh, approvals that you're happy to be here today because we're back in our masks. Well done, everybody, for getting the memo. You're back here with your mask on. So glad to be here. I'm just here for some announcements. Uh, But while I'm talking, you can jump on uh, the Church Centre app uh, and you'll find their Connect cards, Next Step cards and giving cards. uh, Any way that you need to be connected with Church Life, you can find there the Church Centre app. Um, It also really helps you when you're arriving because you can check yourself in instead of having to wait in the check-in line. So if you don't have the Church Centre app yet, can I encourage you to download that one? If you need help with that, then um, you can corner me after the service. I will make myself available to help you download that app and get it working. Uh, But there's a lot of other uh, young adults about who could certainly help you with that as well. Uh, It's a great way to stay connected with everything that is happening in church life uh, and super helpful to you on Sunday mornings while we're trying not to touch pens or blue cards or all that kind of thing. So the Church Centre app, very helpful for you. You can find, and if you're watching uh, online, you can do that as well, or the team will pop that in the chat for you in the stream so you'll be able to fill in your Connect uh, cards, your Next Step cards, and your giving cards that way. Amazing. Something fun is coming up. Not something uh, that I can go to because I'm not a man, but if you're a man, the men's breakfast is coming up. And if you've been coming to our church for a long time, you know that the men's breakfast announcement is also accompanied by a video. And they are notoriously funny. Uh, and so we have, we are launching today. I feel like we're launching a new men's breakfast promo. Uh, right now, the team the, at the back there, they're going to pop that up for us across all our platforms and here in the room for us as well. So um, the men's breakfast uh, 
promo, please, guys. There, if you didn't quite catch them in the uh, funniness of that video, is that the men's breakfast happens at 7am. Um, so that starts at 7am. Directly after that is a family full drive trip. Now, we can take that as a cautionary tale. Do not bring a drink that doesn't have a really solid lid on it. <laughs> be prepared for some forward driving. But that will be happening um, from fe- on February the 27th. So at 8.45, we'll be meeting here to go out forward driving. What a fun time. After the men have had breakfast at 7 a.m., which is $5, you can see Breck or Tim for more information. But if you need more info or you would like to register... Church Centre app is the best way to do that. You'll be able to see all the information broken down for you so you can see where you're supposed to be and when, uh, and you can register that you would like to come on that trip like that. Sound good? Brilliant. I have some more exciting news. Playgroup is starting back up. Woo-hoo. Playgroup is one of those things where, I don't know about you, but when I uh, am out in the community talking to my friends, playgroup is one of the things when people are like, oh, you go to the Baptist church, they have a great playgroup. It's that and like Community Fund Day and like playgroup is amazing. Uh, so playgroup is starting back up. Here's the details. Every Tuesday and Friday, 9.30 till 11 a.m. for anyone under the age of four and their parents. You can again register your interest on the Church Centre app, but also the playgroup team are looking for volunteers. Um, you don't have to have children to volunteer. You don't have to be particularly like incredible with children to volunteer. Uh, they're looking for volunteers, all kinds of things. You might help them chop up uh, morning tea. You might help them chatting with uh, the mums and dads who come along to playgroup. Uh, they're looking for volunteers. If you think it's something that you might be interested in, uh, then you can let us know via a Connect card or you can reach out uh, to Pastor Steve. He'll be able to help you get connected with the right person to get connected into that. But playgroup are looking for volunteers. But if you are uh, the have children the right age for playgroup, uh, then I encourage you to go along. It's a really great, uh, really great thing that our church does uh, and will connect you with all kinds of people in our community, but also in the wider community of Sale. Amazing? Sounds good. I can't wait until this baby is born so I can go to playgroup. I hear such good things about playgroup. I'm like, yes, I'm finally going to be a playgroup mom. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's time. It's happening. All right, that's about all the announcements I have. But as I said, Church Centre app is the best way for you to stay plugged into what's happening in church life. I'm just going to pray. Uh, so I invite you to stand and then we'll enter back into a time of worship. Why don't you stand with me? Lord God, this morning we lift up to you our community. We lift up to you uh, those who are hurting and in pain. We lift up to you those with sickness in their body. Lord, we lift up those to you uh, who are the, the many uh, mums-to-be and, and, and the tiny babies that you are, are breathing life into. God, and we just declare that you're a good God. And we ask that uh, you would uh, give a special touch of healing, that you would give a special touch of protection. God, we believe for healing in the lives of those that need it. We believe for your peace beyond understanding. God, we thank you that you are not a distant God, but that you are a God who hears our prayers and wants to answer them and does answer them. And so this morning we stand in faith together. We join our prayers together in faith and declare that you're a good God who saves and a good God who heals. And God, we thank you for... um, 
We thank you for our students who have gone back to school this this week, this last couple of weeks, and we just thank you that uh, you go before them. God, we thank you that they will find great friends. We thank you that they will find good community and that they will be drawn into a closer relationship with you, whether it's our, uh, our young students from uh, preppies just starting or, or kinder just starting to our year 12 students who are entering into the end of their VCE after the craziest year that was 2020. We just thank you that you are with them. God, we ask that you would help them to rely on you. We thank you that we'll be hearing uh, praise reports of of healing and of uh, success and of victory in your name, God. We just thank you that uh, we'll couple those, we'll we'll put those, but we will celebrate also, Lord, uh, salvation. In this place, we declare that we will see people come to know you and your love and how you love them. And so we just, uh, we just uh, lift that up to you in the powerful name of Jesus, knowing that um, only you are able to save us. And so we just thank you for the work that you are doing, not only in us, but in our community and um, in those around us also. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, Lord God, we sing of your love this morning. We lift our hearts, we lift our voices, we worship you. God, because you are a a good, strong king that we can trust, that we can follow, we can cast our cares upon. God, you are everything we need. And God, this morning we pray that you might get so much glory in all that happens in this place. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Please grab a seat. It looks like half the room has left. We had a little tech blip there. There was supposed to be a a banner that came up saying SBC Kids Starting, but it looks like they have worked that out. If you're a SBC kid and you want to head out, then you can. What an exciting morning. The SBC Kids is back on meeting in person after not meeting in person for... Almost 12 months, I think 11 months since they last met in person. It's a pretty exciting morning for our, our kids. And I think before we start this morning, we should, we should be praying um, for our kids, for our leaders, for our parents. Can you just put your hand up if you're a parent of someone who's out in the kids' area right now? If you've got young people that are out there or heading out there, they're probably all out checking their kids in as well. So we, we know that they've got their, their hands up out there as well. I'll see, I'll see that hand, Neil. Very good. Let's pray for um, our young people because it's so important that they uh, have an experience where they get to connect with God, um, learn more about Him and connect with each other. So God, we thank you for our kids team and we thank you for the young people that are out in the kids room and checking in right now. God, we pray that this morning might be a morning of celebration as they reconnect um, with each other, maybe for a, for a long time with the, with the kids team and the leaders. God, we pray that the team, as they navigate this new season... God, that they might stay focused on you and the plans that you have. God, we thank you that our young people are not just the future of the church, but they are vital members of your body. God, that they can encourage us and we can encourage them. So God, we pray this morning that um, you would have your hand on that ministry, all that happens out there, that you might get so much glory and that yeah, kids might come to know you in a real life-changing way through the, season, through the course and the season of this year. So God, we lift them up to you and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, fantastic. Welcome to everyone who's here for the first time, or if you're here for the... you've lost count, like me, uh, it's great to have you. If you're watching online, uh, a special welcome as well. It's great to have you. 
It was a big week for us in our household. We had um, our eldest start school. So he's out there in the big kids, in the big, wide, scary world. It makes you... Um, I remember thinking, I'm never going to be a helicopter parent. I mean, who would do that? But then as soon as you have a kid go to school, you think, oh, my gosh, can I, can I like, put a wiretap on them? Can I... No, I haven't, but I've thought about it. Um, no, he's doing great, um, but it's, it's a new season, and um, it's a, I know lots of you have done it before, but I, for the first time, at least for me, and for Alana, it's scary. Um, for Harrison, I'm probably sure it's even more scary. But it's a good time, it's a good time, and it's a good... Um, it's, it's a new season we're heading into as church as well, isn't it? It's, we've, it feels like, and it, it seems like, I mean, we've all got our masks on, I mean, that's different, but it's been a... We've had a big pause. We've had a big... Do you feel rejuvenated in some way from last year? Refreshed in some way? Like it was like a... I mean, for some of us, we've probably worked harder than we've ever worked. But I know for, for me, at least, even in, in, in the sense of church and our, and our walk, it's been a bit of a, oh, a breath of fresh air in terms of what are we doing? Where are we heading? What is our purpose? What is our mission? What is our vision? And this morning, um, we call this Vision Sunday, and we try to do this each year. And it's not so that we can launch a new vision um, or start something fresh every year, but really it's so that we can realign what it is that we are on about. What is our mission? What is our vision? It's so important that we're on the same page and that we walk in the same direction together. Um, If you were at Vision Sunday last year, We talked about this idea of disciples making disciples. Disciples making disciples. That we are followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus. That it's not um, a bunch of people who get together and just celebrate and invite people to events. But we are living, breathing disciples, followers of Jesus, who get alongside others who are not yet following Jesus and bring them into a life-saving relationship with Jesus as well. That we would know how to be a disciple and we would know how to disciple. Followers, followers who follow and show others the way. And this morning, I want to remind us and encourage us, this is the big idea, that this is for everyone. This is for everyone. That it's not just a, a leader's role to make disciples. It's not just a church event's role to make disciples. It's not something that we just program, but it's something that each and every one of us have a role to play. In our household, um, our boys uh, are pretty wild. Well, at least I think they're wild. Probably for some of you, they're very tame. But at least in our household, they are wild and they are obsessed with Nerf guns and Nerf wars. And maybe I started that. Maybe it started somewhere else. I'm not sure. I cannot remember the origin. All I remember is one home. One day they got three of them. My wife and the two boys got home and I just had a gun in my hand somehow and <laughs> unloaded um, on them, and then it was on from there. Ever since then, it's just been, it's been fun. But one of the things that I've learnt with Nerf guns and Nerf bullets is that you can never seem to have enough Nerf bullets. I bought um, like a pack of a hundred Nerf bullets for Christmas, and already we're struggling to find like ten around the house. It it doesn't matter how many you have 
or how many you think you have, you, there's, you always need more. They go missing so easily. Like there's, I'm sure our neighbours, all our fences, have accumulated a lot of Nerf bullets behind the couch, in the sink, on the roof. You just find them everywhere. I just walk around the house and I'm like, there's a Nerf bullet there, there's a Nerf bullet there. They're everywhere. Everywhere you look, every little crevice you find, they're, they're everywhere. And you buy them by the hundred, but you only shoot six at a time, but, and you lose so many. You lose so many. And also I was thinking about this. I was, I was just thinking, I hope this is not our attitude when it comes to, to God and, and disciples, our attitude when it comes to people and the kingdom of God. This idea of how many does God really need? How many is really enough? I mean, there's so many people. and Just, just grab them by the ones and the twos. and I mean, that's enough, surely. We'll just, we'll just find what we can and the rest that get over the fence and that we lose behind the couch. I mean... We're doing our best. We'll, we'll, we might find them, we might not. It doesn't really matter. I hope that's never our attitude when it comes to people and the kingdom of God. That he isn't going to notice. He isn't going to do a count and notice how many are in and how many are not. Because when I read the Bible, when I think about God and the things of God, I know that God is into counting. He is into numbers. I mean, he wrote a book of the Bible called Numbers. Um, he is into numbers. He is into counting. In Matthew 10, verse 29 to 30, Jesus says, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, for some of us, that's very easy to do. But for others, that is a task. That is a task. That would take at least, I mean, that would take me a week of trying to count. You know, section it off. I mean, I remember doing stock take as a, as a casual at super cheap order when you know you'd have these tubs of like little screwdrivers and you'd be sectioning them into groups of a hundred and trying to count them all. I mean it would be a, a tough task, but God knows not just your name this morning, but He's He's got a, a stock take of the hairs on your head. Just have a look at someone who's got a lot of hair on their head at the moment. Phil, someone like Phil, good example there. Thank you. Have a look. It's just, God knows. He's up to date. He's worked out how many fell out in the shower this morning, how many grew overnight. He knows the numbers of hairs on your head. Every hair is counted. He knows every star in the sky. And God doesn't just count people. He counts sparrows. He counts the stars, the sand. Nothing and no one escapes his attention. Even the days of our lives and not the show, even the days, every day of our life is counted and numbered. Psalm 139, verse 16 says this, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. So even before we were born, God is already numbered. He knows each day. He knows today. He knows the purpose he has in today for you and all the hairs on your head. He knows even if, we, if you know um, the Gospels and you know there's a, a parable of the, the hundred sheep and there's a shepherd who's got a, a hundred sheep, one goes missing and the shepherd notices and goes out and looks for that sheep. Again, it reinforces this idea that our God is into everyone. 99 is not enough. For a lot of us, 99 sheep would be more than enough. But for him, he needs all 100. His heart is for everyone. He notices everyone. 
everyone is known, everyone is needed. And I hope you know this this morning, that God knows you. Like, he really knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows your strengths, he knows your weaknesses, he knows your fears, your hopes, your dreams, he knows you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He sees you. You aren't just a number to him. He knows when you're close to him, he knows when you're distant, and he cares. You aren't just a sea of faces to him. You aren't just a household full of Nerf boards waiting to be stumbled upon. But you're made on purpose. You're made for a purpose. You are not more than or less than. You are who God has made you to be and you are known. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 18, but in fact God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. And Romans 12 verse 4 and 5 echoes this idea. Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it. And it takes every one of us to make it complete. For we each have a different work to do. So we belong to each other and each needs all the others. Again, just have a look around you. We need each other. You need the people around you, whether you realise it or not. We need each other. Everyone is needed. We are all part of this body of Jesus. It's for everyone. It's for you As much as it is for me, I need you like you need me. We all need each other. We all have a part to play. Everyone in this room, everyone of God's creation has a gift, is uniquely made, has a purpose. Everyone has grace. Everyone has hope. Everyone has a place. Everyone is on mission Everyone has a part to play. Everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own faith. Everyone is created uniquely. Everyone is welcome. And I wonder this morning, can you embrace this for yourself? Can you say this is true for you? That you are part of this everyone? That you have a place? That you have a gift? That you have a part to play? That you have grace? That you have hope? And can you embrace this for others? I think we face a couple of problems when we begin to think about this idea. One is we can face the problem of applying this to ourselves. That we don't think that we're known, or that we're needed, or that we're graced, or that we're anything much at all. We think that if we were the hundredth sheep to go missing, no one would notice. That God wouldn't care. And so we don't have that knowledge or faith or understanding that we are part of this everyone. That who God has created, who God needs, who God has purposed to be part of his body. And for others, maybe we understand that for ourselves, but we don't think others are needed. I mean, some others are needed, the good ones, the ones that look and sound and behave like us, but maybe others are not needed. They're not graced. They're different to us. We get caught up at looking at others through our own eyes. I get to do this all the time. And when people uh, sound like me, talk like me, look like me, God help them, but when they're like me, then I think, well, I can embrace you. You can be a part of what I'm a part of. You're just like me. That's what I think is right. But when others come along and they sound different, they look different, their journey's different, 
it's easy to think, well, maybe it's not for you. Maybe you're not part of the everyone. When I'm thinking about this, my mind is instantly drawn to this story in Matthew. Oh, sorry, in Mark chapter 12. In Mark chapter 12, it's... Um, I'm just going to read it, verse 41 to 44. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more to the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. You see, the people around at this moment were looking through their own eyes. They were looking at what they could contribute, what was right for them. And they saw this woman come and put two small coins in, and I thought, well, that's not much. That's not very sacrificial, that's not very generous. Her faith is pretty weak. But Jesus sees past the action, past the behaviour and sees the heart, sees the motive behind the action and says, actually, this woman, this widow has put in more than anybody else. Her faith is greater than anybody else. Our hope and our aim is not to make more us, not to make a mini you, but to make followers of Jesus who follow Jesus with everything they have, with all their potential, with all their giftedness. And it might not look like yours. It might not look like to the person next to you. Everyone, individually created, individually gifted, with unique potential. We're all changing, not to become like you or me, but changing to become more like Jesus. I love singing. I love music. I'm not great at singing. I can play some instruments. But I love music. I love um, listening to music. I love exploring new bands and songs. I love singing new songs. Like if it was up to me, completely up to me, we would sing four new songs every week at church. We would never repeat a song. Because I just love all the songs. Like I just want to sing every single worship song there is and hear them all. I love singing. And I love... Um, when you know when you hear a choir or singers sing in harmony, and you hear a cappella singing, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie like Pitch Perfect. I mean, I've never seen it either. But for those that have, and I'm told, there's a lot of singing in that, and there's harmonies and, and the like. It's uh, you know, the singing's good, I think. You know what's amazing about singing in harmony, and that I discovered this week, is that they have been studies out of Sweden, of course, out of all places, of course it would be Sweden, um, have done these studies. I don't know. When I think of Sweden, Swedish people, I think they're just the smartest people on earth. I don't know why I think that, but I just do. Anyway, there's studies out of Sweden, and they've put these choirs together, singers together, and studied their breathing and their hearts, as in their heartbeat, not just opening them up while they're singing, as in pulses and, and the like. I don't know much about hearts, obviously. (laughs) Anyway, they've studied, they've discovered that as singers sing in harmony together the same song, that their breathing aligns pretty quickly, and then over time their heartbeats align. 
So as singers and choirs sing, the, the longer they sing together, their breathing is united, they're in and out. I mean, and that sort of makes sense because they're taking breaths at the same time, they're singing the same phrases. But more than that, their heartbeats begin to sync up in rhythm. They, they can track it up and down. Like they all go up like faster together and slower together. It's amazing. One of the, per- one of the people who was um, leading the study says, as you are singing a phrase, your heart rate goes down, and then between the phrases, when you inhale, the heart rate goes up. And so even the, the act of singing itself, your heart goes up and down. And everyone goes together. So even when we're singing this morning, if you were singing these songs with us, where our heartbeats are beginning to align. And I think that's just amazing, the way that God has just crafted that little sneaky detail into his creation. The Bible says something about this, uses this metaphor. Christ encourages you and his love comforts you. This is Philippians 2. God's spirit unites you and you are concerned for others. Now make me completely happy. Live in harmony by showing your love for each other. Be united in what you think, as if you were only one person. I love this picture, that the body of Christ, that we are together to be like this choir, singing in harmony, aligning our hearts, each bringing our different, unique part. The choir, when they sing, they don't all sing exactly the same melody, all the same notes, sometimes not even all the same words. But they're singing together. And that's what makes it amazing. And as they sing together over time, their breathing and their heartbeats align. This is for everyone. Every single one of us has a part to play. And we need to sing our part, play our part, but do it together. Our walks are all different but we travel in the same direction. Our walks are different, but we travel in the same direction. One heart, one mind, one goal. We all live different, but we all live in the same direction. And what is that direction? What is that direction? It's this idea of disciples making disciples. That whatever our journey is, this is what we're on about. We're about seeing the lost come to know Jesus. Everything comes back to that. Everything comes back to aligning our hearts around this mission. That we've only got a limited time here on this earth. And the limited time we have is centered around bringing people in to the kingdom. Tell them, you need to get on board with this. You need to find out about this Jesus. And part of the way that this church, this body, This part of the kingdom of God is going to stay united and one is by embracing some values that we're going to explore over the next four weeks. If you've been part of our church for the last 18 months or so, we've been doing these values and small groups and we've done some team nights around it. Our leadership have spent a lot of time doing it, compiling everyone's thoughts and um, what do we value most and we've Boiled it down, if you like, to these four values, which are not just words, but they're phrases. They are written this way so that you would lean in and and wrestle with them and think, can I embrace this value? Because I hope and pray as a church we can. 
that our thoughts and our, our attitudes combined to, that came up with these four ideas, we would say, yeah, that's the church that we're a part of. That's the church that we embrace. So I'm not going to explore. I'm just going to, and you've seen maybe them out on the board and in the thoughts and, and um, maybe in different places already, but these are the four. They were home for all. There is room for you. I think these are, oh, there, there we go. And the second one is this, truth seekers, pursuing Jesus wherever he takes us. Third one is this, praying people, believing for the impossible. And the fourth one is this, ready as we are, growing as we go. Home, truth, praying, ready. These are the values that we hope to embody, that we hope to embrace together. We bring our uniqueness to them, but together we travel in the same direction under this mission and this vision of seeing disciples come to know Jesus. And this morning I want to remind you and encourage you that your faith matters. Your journey matters and your contribution matters. Do you have a part to play? My hope and prayer and vision is this, that everyone will get on board, that we won't have spectators But we'll join the choir, we'll add our voice, we'll get in sync, and we'll see people welcomed into the kingdom of God together. Everyone. We're all different, but we sing the same song. We all worship Jesus, we all live for Jesus, and we all get on board this mission to see others come to know him. Everyone as a disciple, everyone making disciples. This is for everyone. And for some of us, this is, we're on board. We're jumping in the deep end and we're like, sign me up. I'm on board. I want to do this. And for others of us, we think, well, maybe others can go and make disciples, but I don't think that's for me. I think I'll leave that to someone else. I might, I might text them an invite to, to church one time, but whew, that's about all I'm capable of, Brad. I want us to all step out into the deep end together to take on board the mission that Jesus sent us on, to make disciples, to walk with people towards Jesus, towards the kingdom. I believe the harvest is ready. I believe there are people ready and waiting to hear the gospel, to find out more about Jesus. And we are the people that God has chosen, the people that God wants to, to use to bring people in, to let them know about Jesus. So I want to encourage you this morning, For you to pray, God, what's my part? How are you going to use me this year, in this season, in this body of believers? Whether you're here for the first time, whether you're here just for a season, whether you've been here your whole life, no matter what your situation is, I believe God has a plan and a purpose for you being here as a part of this body in this season. God wants to use you and together, We're going to sing this song and we're going to bring people in to the kingdom of God. We're going to add our voice. And it's going to be amazing. God is going to get so much glory. The angels are going to sing along with us. They're going to be cheering us on. I hope you get on board and I hope that you can embrace this sort of vision. The next four weeks, 
as I said, we're going to un- unpack these values, what it is that unites us around these, these values. And um, yeah, I really encourage you, if you can't be here for all those four weeks, to jump online and, and check them out, watch them afterwards, because they're going to be super uh, vital for us as a, as a body moving forward, because they're going to br- embrace these values right through every ministry. Every part of our church is going to embrace these values, and together we're going to head in the same direction. Walk our different walks, but head in the same direction. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, God, for, for your heart for us. God, we thank you that you want to bring unity. God, that you want to help us to align our hearts together, to glorify you, and to see people come into the kingdom of God. God, we pray this morning that for those of us who feel like maybe our part is insignificant, maybe we're not known, we're not needed, God, I pray that you would encourage our hearts to understand that you have crafted us, you have created us uniquely for a purpose. And God, for those of us that maybe think that we've got enough, we've done enough, we're doing enough, God, would you stir us up to take another step of faith? Would you fill us with your courage and your boldness? Would you put on our hearts and our minds those that don't yet know you? Would you give us a heart for the lost like you do? And would you help us to be unified as one body, one church, glorifying you, heading in the same direction? We love you, God. We thank you so much for all that you're doing, all that you want to do through us. And God, we pray that you would go before us. You would show us the way. We want to follow you wherever you take us. Pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.